right, welcome to another song title challenge where the question is climb or how would, not how would, how should you write this one? We have climbers, listeners of this podcast, send in their song titles to info at daredevilproduction.com. Production is singular. There is no S, info at daredevilproduction.com. Brent and I go out and somehow manage to convince a mega hit songwriter to come on our stupid <laughs> podcast. <laughs> and then all three of us, it takes about 20 minutes, and we try to work out five or six different conceptual angles to how to write that title. Some, sometimes, sometimes, on few occasions, the first idea you have on how to write it is the right way. But a lot of times, you got to go down, as Brent says, digging through the copper and the gold to get to the platinum and then the diamond, right? That's right. So, um, and on, and I think we've proven that after how many, this is, this will be 147 song title challenge yeah. episodes. And I think 99% of them we have just had to dig. Oh yeah. And then we had some incredible outcomes. So anyway, it's not, it's a, it's not a co-write in any way, shape or form guys. Use all of what we say, use none of what we say. We, it's up to you. We just demand an invite to the number one party. And it's a fun creative exercise, just kind of teaching you how to think, giving you some insight on how these professionals, these successful songwriters go about coming up with ideas. I think that's the, just the money part of it all right there is just getting to be present in the room. when oh, that man, I would have killed for this when I was back in Little Rock or Jonesboro, wherever I was at the time, going, what's going on in those rooms? Right? What's going on in those rooms? Like, Dude, I, remember I remember when I met Oh God, I can't, I'm freak. I'm brain farting on his name. Peter was his first name, producer for Queensryche. Oh yeah. And they were in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. And we kind of got into that studio facility because we had a friend and he gave us like a couple minutes and I'm just like, okay, first of all, what do you do? Like, what <laughs> do you do? Like, I was so fascinated with it, you know? And he's like, oh, I hate to bore you, but half of my job is coming in on time and under budget. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, okay, what do you do creatively? Yeah. <laughs> But um, anyway, guys, this is also a really great exercise to breathe old, or I'm sorry, new life into old song hooks, right? Like you just, just for human beings, all your old song hooks just sort of like, it's like lettuce that it will. So you just kind of, it has less energy because you're more excited about the new stuff you put in your book. Mm. But Brent, you've done this. You've gone back 4,000 song titles go, yeah. oh, I'm going to do a song title challenge on this. And all of a sudden you're like, I remember why I was brilliant enough to write this down in the first place. And then you get a cut. <laughs> well, yeah, it's funny because we started doing these on the show. You know, we've been doing these for a while and we're just get so many titles that you're at first blush. You're like, I wouldn't have written that off my hookbook. If that was on my list, I wouldn't have worked on that. But you put five, 10 minutes of brainstorming into it. Then you find the nugget and you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And I started thinking like, how many of these do I have in my hook book that I overlook every time I'm looking to write? And so I just kind of figured out a process to do it myself in my own songs and yes, getting some of them cut. So, which is fun. I love it. I love it. So let's, uh, let's introduce our guest here. I'm, I'm excited about this, uh, this person. And I'm going to, I'm going to tell a quick story too. And I don't mean to embarrass him, but it, this is, I'm excited about this person because he's a human being. Like, I just love how good of a human he is. And I'm going to tell a story. <laughs> we all have a mutual. So after you introduce him, I'm going to tell. Okay. I'm curious to hear this one. And yes, he is definitely not AI. So today's guest is a national recording artist and professional songwriter from Ozark, Arkansas. Woo pig. 
Within 18 months of his move to Nashville in 2011, our guest signed his first publishing deal and secured two major cuts. He achieved his first number one with co-writing Kelsey Ballerini's song, Love Me Like You Mean It. He was later signed to Show Dog Records, which is owned by Toby Keith. As an artist, he's performed with Toby Keith, Luke Bryan, Justin Moore, Randy Rogers Band, and more. Lance Carpenter, welcome to The Climb. Welcome. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate y'all having me on here. <laughs> I have land stories as well. So I, I got to tell you this because I want you to know like how cool this dude is and how big of a heart that he has. We all have a mutual friend, Ava Everyone Page. Everyone has a mutual friend with Lance, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone does. Right. It should be six degrees uh, of, you know, instead of six degrees of separation from Kevin Bacon, it's it's six degrees from, from or one degree. We're one degree from Kevin Bacon. It's, it's one degree from Lance Carpenter. <laughs> we are. We are. <laughs> But anyway, I'm really close with Ava and her family, ah. and I got the text the day they found out that she had leukemia. And when you have leukemia, you just there's no going to get some different looks at it and thinking about things. You just go right to the hospital and start getting treated. And so literally I get a text, and 20 minutes later, they're in Vanderbilt, and she had a, a right that day with Lance Carpenter. <laughs> And, and of course they have to call and cancel, you know. <laughs> and so Lance comes down to Vanderbilt, busts through the door in the hotel or in the hotel in the hospital room. Who the hell do you think you are canceling a right with Lance Carpenter using himself as a third person? And I mean the air the second before he walked into that room, the air was so thick with just people internally freaking out while they're trying to keep it cool on the exterior. And here comes Lance with the most amazing amount of comedic relief that was so needed in that room. I'll never forget that story, dude. That I said, awesome I said, I've been canceled on for a lot of reasons, but I can't believe y'all went so far. Rent a hospital room, come here, call me and say you've got leukemia. Like, this is the furthest <laughs> I've ever seen anybody go. I had to come see it for myself. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, I just hung out, hung out there with them for the day. My first response would be like, "Well, can we push it to two? <laughs> yeah, just can this get done quick? Because like uh, I got a, I got a six o'clock. I got yeah, a thing. I got a thing. I got to go to. Chop, yeah, chop. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, we love Ava. She's been on the show. We've been to Denmark with her, and so it's awesome that uh, you love on her too because she's awesome. So. All right. Well, now that we got it all lined up, well, actually, my quick Lance story, which I don't know if I've told on the show before, but I have, I have a couple. But one thing I was uh, this was too early 2011, maybe late 2010, and uh, I was talking to my wife. We're expecting our first baby or whatever. I'm just talking to her. Lance and I must have had coffee that day or something, and because yeah, because you moved 2011, so it was probably one of those times that we had coffee because he started hitting me up playing the arkansas card which is hard to, for me to refuse so before we moved to town we started having coffee or whatever and i was so i was telling my wife about yeah i had coffee with this guy lance nice guy he's from he's from ozark arkansas and i always loved the ozarks and being from there and we were looking for baby names at the time yeah, for our firstborn yet to be tbd name and we both kind of went wait a second you named your kid indirectly after lance carpenter in a way we both went <laughs> Ozark, that's a freaking cool name. And then we're like, we can call him Ozzy, and boom. That's like I'm in. That's it. I'm so, sold. Best coffee ever. Yep, that was cool because I freaking love his name. So, thank you for being wow. where you're from. I didn't see that one coming. Hey, honored to live in the inspiration. <laughs> and by the way, Taylor Swift said that was a really cool name. Got to meet her one time at at the uh, National Songwriters thing, and yep. I was talking to. 
I was talking to someone else or talk, who both, you know, we both had babies recently. So it was like within the year. And I'm like, yeah, my son Ozark, blah, blah. She's like, that, and I hear this little voice chirping. That's the coolest name. I look over, it's Taylor. I'm like, thank you. What's up, Tay Tay? How are you? <laughs> anyway, that's the other one. So, all right. Are you ready, gentlemen? Uh, not at all, but that's the whole point, right? Always. You start your engines. Okay. So, this is from Randy Maynard. Hey, Randy. Who is a friend of the show and somebody who's, uh, we've used some titles before in the past. Mm-hmm. And I like this one. The title is, and he's got like both ways that he wanted to present to use this word, right? The title Savior, but like also Savior. Okay. And I, I don't know. I just immediately like that because I thought there could be some really cool ways that you could spin Savior what? Yeah. Well, that's interesting. A small world. I've, you know, Randy's, he's in the songwriting pro community. And also I've written with Randy and I don't know if Lance has written with Randy yet, but he writes with Matt Branch, okay. Small Town Sunday, and Randy writes with Matt as well. So again, one degree of Lance Carpenter. See, are we do we tell nothing but the truth on this podcast, bro? <laughs> we spent <laughs> nothing but the truth. Whole truth <laughs> and nothing but the truth. That's, That's right. <laughs> so yes, Lance Orsworth, an artist that Randy writes with. That's funny. All right. So brainstorm savior. So I mean, obviously, first thing I think of is some sort of is a religious thing, which is such a broad term. You're like, it almost like Johnny, you like to use the example of the dance. It's so broad. Yeah. It's all about the meaning you give to it. Cause savior by itself, you're like, that could just be vague and generic, but you got to bring something really to it. So that's the challenge on this one is how do you bring that? And I think the savior helps focus it a little more. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if you could do save your savior, you know, like if you put those, Oh, together, like I like that. Like save your savior, save your savior. I don't know. That's just weird. How are you gonna quit trying to save your savior? You know, it's like, and Lance, feel free to jump in any any moment and take it in a completely different direction. But I think of like those people that are like Jesus needs you to do that. Jesus don't need diddly from me. <laughs> he is good on his own. He is nice that he lets me be a part of what he's doing. <laughs> I don't know, whatever biggest songwriter in the world right now and artists getting together and they invite me in to write with them. They're doing just fine. They're not doing me. I'm not doing them a favor by showing up. So it's that of quit trying to save your savior. I don't know. That's pretty heavy. But okay. So what, what could you call your savior? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think if you were to talk to like, oh, this is heavy now, right? Oh, and uh, other thing, Lance, we forgot to tell you is no guardrails. So you can, oh, yeah. uh, it's not for a specific genre that you need to be thinking in. You can go to any genre and bring it back around, jump lanes, whatever you want to do. Okay, carpal. I usually don't use guardrails in my songs either. I like to, like, when they say, you know, well, we got to keep this in a certain box. I tell people, get as far away from the box as you can, because if you don't go there, you'll never get there. But if you get there and you don't like it, you can always back up. Yeah. Uh, I had a publisher tell me that. With logic. I'm going to steal that right there. Yeah. I, had a, I had a publisher tell me that one time too. He's like, sometimes writers in the room, they'll knock off all the cool stuff, all the cool edges off their song because they're so worried about what radio will play or what radio won't play. He's like, let me worry about that. I can always back you off if you go too far, but I can't make you go further if you don't. Yeah. Because he's not a writer. He's like, yeah, feel free. Be your bold, creative, fearless self. And then I can tell you, oh, there and there, let's back that off a notch. Yeah. And it's still just guessing but yeah so that's a good point no i like that but i I was gonna say like if you talk to 
heroin addicts. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is getting heavy now. But they will tell you, like, the first time that they shoot heroin, they say it's like talking to God. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes the devil. Yeah. Right. And then it very quickly turns. And so they might say that I thought it was my savior and then it wasn't, you know? Right. So, and Lance, one, one other rule I forgot to tell you, you could put any word or group of words before or after the title to twist it up mm-hmm. as well. That's cool. So, you know, do you want to save your savior? Yeah. Should you save your savior? <laughs> the first thing that popped into my line before I, I take the digging shovel out of Brent's hand yeah. is the fact that you've got the savior and you've got the savior when you come into the chorus you could start with save your mm-hmm. and it save your heartbreak save your worries don't just unload them on anybody your friends you know they have their own problems save those things for your savior talk to god about your worries so save your heartbreak save your worries say you're something for you this you know, all these things. And then at the end of it, you know, save that for your savior. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. And also like quit trying to save yourself, you know, there's save yourself. You need a savior. If there's a way to twist that in there too, like you can't get that done. That's why you need a savior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Save yourself, save your friends, save your, all this stuff. But also uh, that thought of like, don't save your savior for someday soon. Oh, like don't like, you know, what do I like you, the alliteration on that. Yeah. Don't it's like, what, what, yeah. Don't wait to turn to Jesus. You know, don't wait to turn to your savior, like do it now. Cause you don't know. So don't save your savior for someday soon or something. I don't know. That just pops out, but so there's, there's a, there's a song that I'm familiar with. It's called, what are you saving Jesus for? And it's okay, written, yeah. written by, Gosh, his face is right in my head, and I can't think of his name to save my life. I'll say, I'll say it here in a minute, Randy, because I think you can go look it up. It's going to drive me nuts now. Yeah, I think that was somewhere in the back of my head too, thinking the save. Yeah, and, that, and that's a good. You. And that's a good. Time okay, well, like not non sequitur. Collins. <laughs> Collins is Peter's last name. The producer for Queen's Rock was Peter Collins. I couldn't remember. <laughs> I mean, he said I can't remember the name. It made me remember. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing you stop thinking about a problem for a second and your subconscious goes to work on it yeah <laughs> which is sometimes why it's handy to like hey let's you know that why people have the epiphanies right they get out of the room for a second let their subconscious work on it go for a walk go get lunch and it comes back yep but yeah that title about saving jesus that's that's a really good that's a really good title oh i was also thinking too while while lance is looking that up like why do they call him savior because he'll save your soul he'll save your future he'll save your Da, 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 you know, he'll save all these things of yours. That's why I call him Savior, because he'll save your soul, that kind of thing. That might be a twist to put on it. Because um, it really needs okay. it. I, 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 I'm sorry, I thought you were done. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say it really needs some sort of focusing mechanism on a title that's so broad. I mean, yeah, it's specific, the Savior, but you know, you could slap that on any generic song just about you're awesome, you're da da da, and your Savior. And that could work if it feels good enough but i like to try to find out like a focusing mechanism to go how do we make this right you know like the dance it's a metaphor for a relationship life who is it? was it jeffrey east wrote that jeffrey, jeffrey east, east. Okay. Ah, okay so i okay complete complete disclosure i've written a song called savior <laughs> there you go. and it was it was just about falling in love with somebody and not wanting to be their savior you know like i want to be here with you mm-hmm. i want to be here for you but it's not like everything, yeah. you know what I mean? And so the, I mean, the opening line is don't want to be your savior. 
just want to be your man. Yeah. But if you twisted that around to a guy like singing to a girl's perspective, maybe, you know, there's some guys that are sticky, right? Smothering. Okay. And, and too much for a girl. And so maybe it's an ode to this girl yeah. from the guy that's just like, man, I don't need a savior. I don't need the, I just need you, you know, and, yeah. and I'll be this and I'll be that. And then maybe, okay, if you really are good with the words, which you guys are, what if it was like a little twisted from a guy who like normally is the smothering, mm-hmm. what do you call that guy? The, the jello controlling kind of guy. And he's trying to move past that. Yeah. And maybe it's just like this internal discussion in his head and it's all about, okay, he's always looked at his girls as like his savior. Yeah. Right. Like my life is miserable unless you're in it as opposed to in, instead of you make me happy it's you make me happier kind of a thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it could be like just taking it to a secular point of more point of view, like a relationship type thing. It's like you spend your whole life looking for a savior until you decide to save yourself. No. Right. That sort of thing, which like for myself, it, ah, I'd have a trouble with that because of the whole religious connotation. And like, I'm not really going to say save yourself, but I could totally see that being a song in the right hands that would resonate with people, that kind of empowerment kind of thing. And maybe it's from a female point of view going, I spent all this time looking for a savior when I should have decided whatever. If there's a way to, I guess it has to be second person or like direct address. You're looking for a savior. You're not going to find one till you decide to save yourself. Yeah, it could be either way. I think in that if you use the verses to set up a specific situation, yeah, and like you've been praying to Jesus, get me out of the situation, get me out of the situation, get me out of the situation, and he's just not answering. Mm-hmm. He can't make you put your hands on the keys of the car and turn it on and drive away. Yeah, and so it's it's really even though you saved yourself, you know, I'm sure he was involved in that. But as far as a song, it could be the whole, you know, at the end of the song, I was mad at him for not. Mm-hmm. but I wouldn't have been able to save myself if it hadn't been for that. So, Yeah. The, yeah. Savior, the savior said, save yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like that. It's kind of like that old joke about, you know, the guy that was on his roof during the flood and he's praying, Jesus is going to come save me. And God's going to, don't worry, God's going to save me. And a boat comes by. It's like, we got you, brother. He's like, nope, God's going to save me. Helicopter comes by. Nope, God's going to save me. And eventually he drowns, goes to heaven, said, God, why didn't you save me? He's like, I sent a boat. I sent a helicopter. I, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what else do you want me to do? <laughs> like, you got to get in the boat. I can't, like, come down there just for you. Do you realize the uproar that would, that would, that would create? <laughs> right. Uh, so, yeah, I think something like that would be cool. He just, for, like, it depends on the audience, you know, kind of how that's going to play on, on just would they be triggered by save yourself. But I think that could make sense with what Lance was talking about, or you just go completely secular genre where it's not going to be as not going to be as triggering. I guess you don't have to worry so much about the theology. Yeah. Yeah. It depends on what the save means. If it means save you to go to heaven, or if it just means save you from a situation, Situation, because in that case you could be really outside the box and write it from his words. Mm Mm-hmm. I can't just move every checker piece, every chess piece. Like that's why I've given y'all free will to get up here. I'm the gate. Yeah. But as far as your life down there, your decisions, your choices and that situation, you may need to save yourself. Oh, I like that from the perspective of God. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. That's interesting. That's that would be cool. a tricky way to write it because of, I wonder what they would think. I wonder if anybody would they hate me for saying that or trying to put words in his mouth. Yeah. It's a song, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. 
Jason Aldean knows something about it. it's a song and it makes uh-huh. you feel bad right now. Holy cow. Who wrote that song? The Aldean thing? Uh, a couple of his band members. And Tully. Neil Thrasher, I think, is on yeah, it. Yeah, Neil Thrasher. There's Neil Tully. and someone else and Tully and... I can't remember who else. Since we're on record here, I'll find it. Yeah, since we're all about the names on this one. That's crazy. And also, like, how about, like, turn to the Savior and save yourself? You're like, what? Save yourself the heartache? Save yourself the, you know, all this stuff that you, all the trouble that you get to avoid by turning to the Savior? Not, not that your life will be, like, free and easy and, and nothing but rainbows and lollipops after that. No, actually, quite, quite the opposite in a lot of ways. But you save yourself a certain set of problems by taking on another set of challenges that way. But it could be like save yourself from this or that. The co-writers are Tully Kennedy, Neil Thrasher, Kurt Allison, and Kelly Lovelace. Okay. okay. Kurt and Tully are both members of his band. Mm-hmm. The other two yeah. hit songwriters. Yes. Nice. With lots of accolades. I have one more way of writing this song, but I'm just kind of holding on to it to see if either of y'all came up with it or if your minds went that way. Uh, go for but it. Yeah. I'm, I'm willing to throw it out there. Two aspects of it. It could be just someone that's going through tough times and they feel alone. Mm-hmm. And then this next person that you could use as the secondary character in the song will kind of give it away. Or it could be a wounded soldier or Marine mm-hmm. that has a service dog with a name of savior oh, oh, wow. his life. yeah similar to there's there's a uh chase is it chase rest it's got a new song out called the truck uh the the bench seat oh yeah and it's about his dog oh that's interesting you thought i was saving your life but you saved mine so and honestly Randy, here, here's a challenge that was given to me before I heard about this song. Listen to that song first, Chase Rice, Bench Seat, before you go watch the music video and then watch the music video and figure out if your perspective of the song changes. Oh, interesting. That is interesting. So I like that. Yeah, because a name, Savior, is is a different way to focus it, for sure. And that opens up a whole other world of possibilities. How about this? It almost sounds blasphemous because we were so you know, on the, on the, uh, spiritual end of this, but okay. Like everybody is, you've seen the commercials that were in the Super Bowl about rock star, right? Everybody's a rock star. You got Paul Stanley, like, what the hell? Like, you know, like you're a rock star for getting an A on your test or whatever. Well, yeah. what if we do the same thing like with savior, like where somebody comes in and saves the day for somebody else and, and they're a savior, mm-hmm. or it could be about, a quarterback in a football game. Yeah. At the end, you know, the, the, the 60 yard bomb, Hail Mary. And he was, but he was the savior kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of like everyday saviors. Or it could be something awful that happens mm-hmm. that turns out for something good. Like that awful thing ended up being a savior for the town or something. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like I always say that. In, I mean, in my life, like, Lance, I was in the financial, I was an artist first, and then I went into business after the hair band stuff ended. And I ended up in the financial industry, lost everything in 2008. And it sounds so horrible, and it was horrible, but at the same time, it was a blessing. Like, it was, because then I was like, you know what, I'm making all that money, but I I just, I hated the gig. I hated the gig. Yeah, and I, I didn't know it, but I had like trapped myself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, I just couldn't get off the pole. <laughs> so it was a lyric like, you know, even a loss can be a savior. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, and everyday saviors, I like that too. Like everyday savior. That's interesting. I mean, that can go, you can, it almost feels like it might be pandering if you're doing like EMTs and doctors and stuff like that. But maybe it's just instead of the, what you would immediately think of, it's just about being a good human. And, and it's like the guy next door saved, a, or, or the guy that sitting the table behind you at a restaurant, you're choking, gives you the Heimlich like everyday save. Yeah. Some just those sort of random acts of bravery and courage and kindness. That could be an interesting. And if you want to take it, you know, right down theologically, tell the story of the crucifixion. Did they know they were killing a savior? Ooh. Yeah. Yep. And it's like Peter, when Christ was like, okay, I'm going to go, basically I'm going to get crucified and whatever. He's like, no, you're not. And you know, the whole get behind me, Satan thing was like, you're trying to save the savior. He knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. There's that. I was also thinking of, as you mentioned, like a, a dog named savior, which would be a, a great for like a service dog or something. But also like, is there, I was just looking up, are there towns named savior? I didn't see one pop up. Hmm. But it's like, huh, that'd be kind of interesting. A town named Savior, you know, Savior, Arkansas or whatever. I mean, even if you make one up, yeah, they worked for, uh, oh, it was that Beach Boys song, that uh, Kokomo. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they may have a place, you know. Yeah. I almost wonder, it's like, ah, looking for, for looking for that. It could be more of a, a country kind of thing. Or I like that. But even be hypothetical, you know, they should call this town Savior. Yeah. Oh, there I is. Song, yeah. I did a song about chicago with a, an artist one time and the first line is they should call this town temporary nothing stays the same nice. and it's like love comes and goes in this windy city nice yeah yeah and also thinking they called him this they called him that they called him i call him savior so that may be a a kind of a way to focus that all the things that people still call jesus a myth an alien twitter's crazy by the way all kinds of stuff but i call him savior yeah so that might be a, a nice way to kind of focus that. I was thinking more of like even like a pop thing where almost I want to thank everybody who ever told me no. You know, all the people that motivated me by doubting me. Like, you know, you call them haters, I call them my saviors. Oh. Because they're the ones that motivated me or whatever to make it onto the Grammys. I don't know. Yeah, if you want if you want me to do something, tell me that I can't. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You call them haters, I call them saviors. But then there are the people that do believe in you and help you along your way, that kind of thing. So almost you could you probably put both of them in there. Mm-hmm. Like the, it all goes in and motivates the people that support me and the people that hate me. That would be a great sort of like life lesson in that song. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you can start off by talking about the people who like bent over backwards and helped you do this and helped you do that. Maybe from the artist's perspective of trying to get there. And I think uh, there'd be a lot that would want to write that or sing that. You know, I think that would have like a high cut factor. But then also the the second verse is you're talking about all the the haters. Yeah. And you make it sound really horrible. And then it's kind of like you twist it at the end of the verse. You know, well, thank you, too. Yeah. Yeah, Especially if you explain all the stuff they're hating on you on. And at the end of it, it could be, you know, they're a full time hater. Part-time savior. (laughs) Part-time savior. savior. I mean, you could put this. Oh, you could put any word in front of this and really. Yeah. Screw it up. Good. 
Yeah, yeah part-time savior. That just opens up a, like a whole nother going, oh, let's dive into that for another 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, it, it could be about a woman that helps out the homeless shelter mm-hmm. and volunteers at the homeless shelter or a person that volunteers at the homeless shelter or whatever. Yeah, yeah, part-time full-time saver. mom, part-time savior, full-time dad, full-time oh, friend, whatever. Look at that. Yeah, about yeah. your dad, about your grandpa, about your truck, about your dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it could be about anything. <laughs> you girl. Yeah. <laughs> Or the thing, too, if you use it ironically of like the kind of the heroin thing or whatever, it's like you call it something, you know, you call it savior, but it's really this other thing, yeah. you know, but you call it savior. Mm-hmm. And so you, the whole thing of like, this is negative, this is whatever it is, and you call it savior. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing's built on how it's not, but yet this person thinks it is something. Fascinating. We got yeah. a lot of good looks at this, man. A bunch. Yeah, that's the thing. It's It's so open. It's so, but yeah, you could, yeah, it might take you three meetings just to land on the right set of words to put before that, yeah. that just go boom. And then everybody's like, oh, that's what we're writing. Like, yeah, that was good. Thank you, Lance. That was awesome, man. Yeah. Thanks, bud. Yeah. Anything that we can uh, plug for you? What's going on? Man, uh, in my life right now, uh, the last song. In the fire. What's that? You got a lot of irons in the fire, so. I do. Yeah, man. Um, Between releasing songs as an artist, writing songs for other artists, and then mentoring songwriters and artists, I usually use every bit of my 30 hours in every day and eight days in every week that we get normally. Yes, right. But so, yeah. You have have Music Row Coach, right? So you do, like you mentioned, mentoring songwriters and... That kind of stuff. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Music Row Coach is something I created during the pandemic while I was sitting on my couch, not able to go nowhere. It started on a little app called Clubhouse where you could create your own little rooms, which was kind of like a podcast that you could enter and talk if they let you. And so I created a room called Music Row Coach and just brought in publishers and writers and artists. And for two hours a day, we would just answer questions for any songwriter that wanted to pop in and had a question about what they were doing or the business and it turned into a website and now turned into a community and we do in-person events here in nashville called music row coach summits and we're about to open up things where i can be more one you know hands-on with your career as far as if you're an artist and you've never been on the road and you don't really have experience of rehearsing and setting up a set list and what it's like you know the van life or the bus life then we can meet and we can set all that stuff up and I can go into the studio with you and rehearse and get your band tight, show you kind of how to move on stage where you don't look like robots standing up there singing songs over and over and over. And the list goes on and on, but it's basically just me taking the experience that I've had as a songwriter and an artist and being that reference, that resource to help songwriters and artists create their own bubble and find their way in the music industry. Very cool. Very similar to, you know, Brent was one of my first mentors uh, when I came to town for a 2008 NSAI song camp. He was one of the speakers there. And the first time we ever had coffee was at Fido's, like directly after that, I think. Probably so, yeah. And it was the first of several coffees we've had. And I'm always grateful for, for the wisdom and insight and advice that Brent's given me. Thank you so much. Heck yeah, man. Thanks for the awesome baby name. <laughs> 
Yeah, my pleasure. And so I just spent my whole month, you guys. I can't believe I'm I'm getting to watch this. This is cool. (laughs) (laughs) I've been blessed to have great mentors, and you know, I feel music is a gift that's given. Whether that's giving the music back or giving the toolkit of how to create your own and let it go impact the world, that's what I want to give anybody I can. Awesome. How how do they? How do we find you? What's the website or the socials for for your? I just got through putting all of my websites under LanceCarpenterMusic.com. So if you go to LanceCarpenterMusic.com, you can learn about what I do with my music, with Music Row Coach, with my festival, with all sorts of things that I do. Or if you just type in MusicRowCoach.com, that will take you to the subset that's underneath that. And uh, I've got Instagram profile with Music Row Coach where I've already posted a lot of free content material inspiration motivation some some interviews so go there feel free to shoot me a message if you're out there and and you would like to just shoot me a question or two i'd be happy to coach you prior to you joining any kind of community but yeah facebook instagram tiktok i'm even on there doing silly trends and sharing my music (laughs) (laughs) nice funny story first time someone asked me if i was on tiktok i don't wear a wristwatch for long short story store i wore one i broke it somehow so i went to walmart it was a timex i quit wearing my fossil watches my grandma gave me that were real nice because i was afraid i'd break them except for special occasions but anyway it quit working so i went to walmart to change it because they'll change out watches their lifetime and i was walking in the door didn't open all the way and i hit the the face on it on the door and it shattered so i went back there told them what had just happened they said oh we'll replace it gave me a new one i walk out the other door opened halfway i hit it it shattered i took it off through the trash never wore a watch again and that was like <laughs> i was probably 21 years old when that happened and i have not worn a wrist so when someone asked me if i was on tiktok the first time i said i haven't worn a watch in like 20 years and they looked <laughs> in my head and they're like what and i go i don't wear a watch I got my phone. I just use it. And they're like, no, it's an app on your phone. And I go, it's a what? (laughs) Then I get on there and I'm like, oh, great. Something that I could just give another hour or two of my life away watching stupid video. Right. Right on, guys. Well, that brings us to the end of another killer song title challenge episode with hit songwriter and artist Lance Carpenter and songwriter coach. Now we just found out. So that's good. Uh, send your titles into info at daredevilproduction.com and uh, they go into a folder by the way you need to put song title challenge or stc in the subject line so it gets in the right folder if you don't it won't this podcast exists because we want you to win so keep on climbing and we'll see you at the top It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 